Well, here we get now. What's the story? That's it today. We're right in the game. Oh, for the love of God, me all. Another all I'll be thrown away. Oh, come on, me all. Well, son, 600 points? I'm afraid I only got 580. You were a disgrace to this family. Well, how'd you get on? Past everything. Ordinary maths and all. You did your bollocks, did you? Ah, oh, you legendary, you, you boy, you. Hello, you're very welcome to episode three of the Rory Stories podcast. Myself and Paddy here. Paddy, how are you keeping? What's the story, lads? You well? Good. Um, and eventful happened to you over the weekend, Murphy? Uh, no. You let? Was it the Thursday or Friday? You let the better. You uh, went for a few pints. Was that a few Friday? pints? Few pints with the lads. I think it was uh, Thursday. But sure, look. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. You know, uh, local pub had a load of money on the line with the cash the joker thing. So. Yeah, the local pub we have actually, without uh, completely giving them advertising. We won't name them, we won't name them. There's plenty of other pubs available in our town. Catch the Joker every Thursday, and it's actually uh, 11 grand this Thursday. Um, that would there's three cards left. Now, what would you do if you won 11 grand on the night? Like, I know you don't get it there, but then you know you have 11 grand coming in. What would you do? Well, like every Irish man, I'd 100% go and get Jaeger bombs, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Jaeger. Why is the big thing about Jaeger bombs? They do me, they do a number on me. It's just like, like a, a Jaeger bomb is kind of like, you know, when you're on your fourth or fifth point and you're oh, like, sick right, am I going to go home or am I going to go on the beer? And you just say, right, and you go and get, yo, yo, yeah, you have that one lad who always rides down with Jaeger bombs when Ollie is like, oh, geez, but deep down you're delighted. Like, and yeah. then you do, it's like a little kick in the arse and you're, you're kind of. That's where your night takes a turn. It's yeah, like, you yeah, go then, from having a casual few points and then it's like, all right, yeah, and then you know he he gets the one Jaeger and you drink that, and then seventeen. Obviously, later. you I have to get him one back, and before you know, you're getting on around the Jaegers, and then the crack starts. But anyway, that's gone off the subject. But um, uh, Rory, a bit of big news on on the Rory stories front this week. Um, a, a gig was announced. Where's that gig happening? Oh, London. Yeah, um, we're going Ew. to the the fourteenth of April. Um, we're heading over to London. The takeover begins. Yeah, to do a bit of a, a bit of GA snaring in, in a club in London. Um you get you get information for that online. It's 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 I'm looking forward to it, as I said, I am actually gonna bring the, that Cecil Calvin fella with me. I don't know why for my sins over for yeah, the crack. I don't know why he'd be at that now. He's a bit of a mad whore, that fella. Yeah, well I'm gonna bring it over. So if you if again get in touch with it, it said it'll be out. It'll be on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that over the next few weeks. So if you're in London and uh, you're tuning in, it'll be great to see you on the night. We'll have a bit of crack. We might have one or two uh, points after. Yeah, uh, maybe 17. Yeah, true enough. But um, there's more gigs this weekend. We're in uh, Dublin Friday, down Saturday. Looking forward to them. Yeah, we're in uh, Good Council on Friday night here. And the dubs, the dubs always give the mead man a bit of a, a, a sneery welcome and it's good crack. Yeah. And then we're up in uh, down on on uh, on Saturday night on Rake, the GA Club. So, uh Always get a lot of gigs up north. Um, very passionate GA people. We've been busy up there over the last couple of years doing the show, so it's yeah. always great crack. Looking forward to it. Um, it was a busy weekend on the GA front, Murphy. Uh, we with a, a lot of hurling, obviously. We um, with a lot of football. The football really was um, matches who, who were which were replayed. Obviously, Monaghan and Kerry. Barney and, Army. And uh, yeah, people wonder why Paddy has a bit of uh, an interest in Monaghan. His mother and father are Monaghan folk. Nothing, nothing but Monaghan blood in this beautiful body, but Rory. Yeah, Monaghan. He's not really a Cavan or Mead man. He's a Monaghan man. But it, there was a lot of good games. Um, you know, with the football, the Monaghan and Kerry game played in, in terrible, terrible conditions. Um, yeah, must be said. But a great win, in fairness, for 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 uh, for Monaghan. Yeah, I think. Um 
uh, as Sean Cavanagh said on Twitter, uh, Monaghan make places like Inneskeen, you know, and uh, Casablanca, like fortresses, like with atmosphere and stuff. But like, it's amazing what Monaghan are doing, like, um, for the a county of their size. I think they're the third smallest county in the country, like, and this they're pretty much safe in Division One again this year. I think for the maybe fourth year in a row. And, you know, they're flying it. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, there's a lot of debate um, about population. Obviously, Dublin are highly involved in that debate when it comes to J numbers. But Monaghan are prime example, as I said, one of the smallest counties and numbers-wise, and they're producing a serious outfit. And Maybe this the, year could be their year to kind of get past the quarter-final stages, Yeah, Monaghan have a, a quarter-final kind of slump. Uh, Crow Park curse, really, Yeah, Crow Park curse. That's a good way of looking at it. That they, You know, they, they, they do very well and, and, and also won a couple of champs for the last few years. Um, you know, hopefully Jack McCarron, like he was very good in the league last year and, you know, he didn't carry his form onto onto the championship front. But, you know, yeah. if you can get him clicking along in there, well, obviously McManus, you know, they are going to be hard bet. I, I was going through my uh, old programs yesterday. I have loads of old GA programs. I actually have a program from 10 years ago. It was uh, Kerry and Monaghan in Crow Park in a qualifier. I, I, I have terrible luck with Monaghan games in Crow Park. Like I was there for the uh, member Kavanagh fucking rugby tackle uh, Manzi a couple of years ago and stuff. So yeah, sent Joe Joe Broly off in a mad one like and brought in the the absolute torture of a black card since <laughs> since that. So uh, fair play to you, Sean. Um, my own county Mead unfortunately had a poor performance up in Cavan. Yeah, that's Cecil uh, giving a bit of snare and like um poor performance for me. We 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 would have expected better performance. Um I wasn't at it now listening to it on the radio. Very bad first half by all accounts. But um Cavan <coughs> are good outfit, so me are playing temporary this game will have to win and then they have Cork, so they they are under serious pressure. I've, I've said it before and I said it again, Cavan are gonna win Sam. Yeah, yeah, good lad like <laughs> we, <laughs> There's just a couple of things there, like uh, we there was Sigerson final was on this weekend, and obviously people spoke about Kieran Malloy's commitment there, um, you know, winning his All Ireland club semi final for for Cora Finn and then heading on getting a, a guard escort down to Trinity to, to play in the. What do you make of the guard escort? Do you, like people are giving out about the use of. I think like what the fuck else are you going to be at? Like there's enough guards in the country to cover all the other stuff, but I think. It was worth it, like, you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, but, like, it's it has to be. I wouldn't mind that. Like, the, the people get escorts for a lot of reasons, like, you know, but it, it's it's just the commitment of the man, like, you know, come, coming down all the way. It, it just it shouldn't be asked to do that, like, and I don't want to get into big debate about the GA structure and stuff like that, because here all day, but it's it just prime example. The fact that he, these fixtures would have been out the previous year, and the fact that he had to play with his club and play with his college on the same day and, and it's just ridiculous and two you know the the, the All-Ireland Club is a massive competition as is the Sigerson so I don't know but I wonder what he would prefer I definitely it has to be the club like, ah Colin, yeah like uh, well he, he if he voiced it I'd imagine if he didn't say his club he'd get a lot of abuse as the yeah. whole oh, my club my pride my yeah, you know, yourself. Spiel, like. so a bit of a shout out there to Kieran Malloy for his commitment Um, you know and his club going on to All-Ireland Club final very strong team mm. Uh, you know the hurling was a, was a busy weekend for a Claire. Claire absolutely flying, Paddy. Like, um, I think I got a, a question there and a question answer about Claire winning the All Ireland. Well, they're certainly back with a bit of spring in their step, as they say. You know, tip rare. Like as I said to you before, remember we mentioned the first podcast. The hurling championship is brewing to be unbelievable this year. Limerick as well bubbling about. <laughs> Limerick, good lad, Paddy. I was only joking. I was only joking. No, no, they're decent outfit in fairness to them, like, but I don't think they're, they're just so like Tipperary has said unbelievably good at the weekend. Jason Ford is a new outlet. Paddy Mar, Paddy Mar is a machine. Like he really is there. He, he puts that paw up every time. Excuse the pun. Pulls the slitter down. Drives through lads an animal. Um, how many Mars are there? 
Oh, there's a good few. The Bonamar was solid as well. Like, you know, Wexford as well. Even though they were bet, they, you know, they did a very good battle performance. Lee Chin again to the fore. Missed a few frees, but the thing I love about Lee is he just, he never turns away from responsibility. He just always, you know, and he's, he, again, he's an animal of a man. And Waterford, Waterford under a bit of pressure now at this stage, like they're beaten again by Kilkenny at the weekend. So, you know, go, as Derek McGrath said, like, they, you know, they went off, you know, to Cancun, had a bit of crack there and enjoyed themselves. And they had, like last year, the year before, they were training Christmas Day and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's good to see them. Like, they'll come back again. Like, and like I said, mm. with the Hurling Championship, anyone's ball game, like, it really is. Like, Galway again, you know, they're beat, beat off in the weekend. You can't really look too much into that. But it's exciting again, in, coming into the business end of the Hurling football. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, there's a topic there, Paddy, that we were we were chatting about, and it's, yeah. it's very much in the in the highlight at the minute. Is this commitment to a county player? As we know, the county players are be like professional at the minute. Like Paddy O'Rourke done an interview there recently about why he stepped away from the mid panel, and it's just not worth the commitment not to win silverware. Mm-hmm. But there's two different different arguments there, right? So when we were younger, growing up, as you know, if you're anyway into GA, your ambition was to play in Crow Park for your county no matter what happened that was the pride of place if you're a county you're a county man he's a county player you are yeah. you are very highly respected in Irish society you know he's a county player there's just this ring to he's a county player Yeah. but that was grand back you know even 10-15 years ago and you were two days a week you might do one gym session you play but nowadays as you know and it's been talked about a lot county players are training five to six days a week madness madness like now but because the, the level at Dublin have got there, not just Dublin, a lot of county teams, you, you have to put in that time. My biggest worry is, right, is from the age of, say, 25 to 35 is where you build your career, is where you build your passion in, in, in work, obviously, and try and lay a foundation for your future. You simply cannot give that unbelievable commitment to your county and expect to grow or climb up the ladder and work. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the biggest divide there is, listen, if someone said to you, I don't care about my job, my biggest uh, ambition in life is to play for my county, be as successful as I can, whether that's win Division 2, win Division 4, win an Bourne Cup, win an All-Ireland, win a Liam McCarthy, Liam would, uh, li- basically win whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that at that level, that uh, commitment level is only suffice for lads who are basically in college from the age of 18 to say 24 where you can give that commitment, you can recover properly. Like, there's no such thing as a lad in the building site anymore who's going to be a county player. It's it's physically not possible. So, I don't know what your opinion is on that. Like, um, do you, like, it's just such a tin mm. line, like it's one or the other, you know what I mean? It's just, like, in a way, it's good of, you know, Paddy O'Rourke to come out and, you know, you know, it's a lot of commitment, but from a, like, a, a county point of view, if you're a manager or something, maybe it's good that players like that have come out because the shows are not strong enough to maybe put in that commitment if they're not if they don't want to do it you know they don't want to do it but if you're on a county panel you should be able to you know devote yourself to it like you know what I mean yeah like you know there, there was a lot of topics with saying like I want to play for my county and I whether it's it's like anyone will tell you right, I played club at a, a senior level played a little bit of like, I suppose county minor and under 21 that, and anyone will tell you the most satisfying feeling is when you're on a, a, a training picture with, with your group of friends and you've absolutely empty the tank you, you can give nothing more you're absolutely bollocks like and you walk off the pitch you have your shower that feel good factor it, you, you just you can't no matter how many times you go to the gym and do your own program you will not get that feel good factor back and that's speaking to a lot of county players that's what they still enjoy that feel good 
they're mentally in a good place, they're training every day, they're eating well, they're feeling great. And again, that's that's the positive side of it. But it's like, if Paddy and Rory are working in, in a bank, for instance, and Rory plays for the county and Paddy doesn't, Rory's leaving three or four days a week at four o'clock to go and give his county commitments while Paddy's sitting there working till seven. Who's going to get the promotion? Yeah. And that's why my point is, from a county perspective, is... Yes, if you want to give that, but you have to look. When you step away at 31 or 32 years of age from the county panel, what have you done for the last six years from a career point of view? And let's be honest, nobody gives you shit anymore about, oh, we have the county player. Unless you're an All-Ireland winner or a very recognisable character in the GA, you're not really a benefit to the company from a sales perspective. So that's where I would worry about these lads giving so much commitment to the county are they leaving their job behind, if you get me? Or are they leaving their career behind? Because when they step back, like Mark Ward, for instance, right, an ex-Mead footballer, a friend of mine, when he left playing the county football, he's after he got a couple of promotions in his job because he was able to give that time that he was giving the football into the work. Do you understand? That's where the tin line is. Listen, everyone wants to play for a county and, and represent and play in Crow Park, but is it that too much of a cost nowadays, do you think? Well, I, I was reading that interview and... It's it was this, an element of it as well that a factor of it was that Mead haven't had success. So is is he saying that if Mead had have had success, he'd be still there making the same sacrifices because he's getting success, or do you reckon he would have thrown the towel in either way? Like if he was like if he was a Cluxton for example, who you know probably one of the best goalkeepers of all time at the pinnacle of the game, would he have, would he would would he still have left? Like it's it's it's. It's a bit of a fair weather decision. I don't know. Like if you're only yeah. gonna if you're only gonna stay because you're winning, like that's not really a good mentality from a player's point of view. And if that sort of uh, personality was in the dress room, maybe the other mead lads are being like, "Well, if you don't want to be here, fuck off." Like, yeah. Well, that, again, that's that, that's a very fair point, and it's it, a lot of people have voiced that. It's of course, if you're winning all Ireland, like, like if you're a Dublin player at right now at this moment in time, yeah. life is incredible from a GA perspective. Like yeah. you're. You're getting, you have an unbelievable team around you. You're full of leaders. Every game you play, you're mentally going to win unless someone really puts it to the pin of your collar, which only has happened once, I think, by carrying the league final last year in the last maybe three years. Dublin have been bet. Yeah. And Jim McGuinness caught them on the hop then in 2014, completely Jim McGuinness style, just mathematician genius, basically. <laughs> Other than that, Dublin. So. I mean, and also the sponsored cars that they get as well might not hurt, like, in all these little yeah, deals. Yeah, well, that's, that's obviously <laughs> perks now. But, like, you you look, like, I respect Rory O'Carroll. He walked away from that environment, like, you know, a linchpin of a fullback. He walked away because he wanted to pursue his career. Yeah. Um, but from what I hear um, from a few of the players, Jim Gavin is very much pushes their careers. Like, if you look at the Dublin team from a successful point of view, Philly McMahon owns a couple of um, businesses, yeah. very successful businessman. Yeah. Kevin McManaman, I believe, now has his own business. Bernard Brogan, uh, legacy consultant, has known. So these are very Keno Sullivan's high up account. These are all very successful off the field, and that's what Jim Gavin, Jim Gavin is bringing it's, into the setup. Like yeah. you get so, but as again with the Mead team, or not just Mead team, a West Mead team, an Offaly team, a Monaghan team. But I know Monaghan will be maybe higher up the peck, but it's still these lads are still have to go and do do their work. Like it's a commit. shame now that unfortunately these players, county players, are having to choose between their fucking career and their and their passion the sport like but they're they're putting all the work all this professional work in without professional benefits which is a shame like these lads deserve to be getting paid mad money like the soccer heads you know what i mean however they 
they have to worry about their own career and their livelihood. They have families to support, child children to support, but then again, they have to try and balance that with, with county life. It's it's a bit of a fucking shitstorm for them. Yeah, like, like it's, I'd see Pat's plan actually there this week put up about this transfer market, which I'm surprised coming out of, out of a pure GA purse like himself. Like, if you do a transfer market in GA, where, where does the whole... Where does the whole GA, you know, stand for after that? Because the GA came from, you grew up in your local village yeah. now and you play for them out of pride and passion. Like you said, you could be the shittest club team in the world, but you do it for the pride. pride. in the jersey. Yeah, the whole pride in the jersey, exactly that. And like, but, uh, that pride in the jersey doesn't pay the bills, I'd say, from these, these lads' point of views. Yeah, but that's it. It's even like at senior club level, you, the commitment that's going at the minute is unreal as well. And it seems to be only college lads who can commit. Because once you have family or you have a job that you're putting time and effort into, you simply, there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. So, again, I, I personally, in a way, feel sorry for county players at the minute, the way that their commitment that they have to give to the cause to be at the level of performance that you have to be at to be, you know, competitive. But I just love to know and sit down with them saying, well, if you're not in college and you're after doing your four years arts degree or business degree or whatever degree you do, like, how, how are you really going to progress in your job? Unless you have a boss who's a diehard GA man and loves the ground you walk on and you can do whatever the fuck you want in the job and he's still going to pay you a nice salary and just the odd photo here and there. But that's not the case for a lot of county players, yeah. you know? It'd be great if, I know you like to, to get expenses and all that stuff, but if, if, it'd be great if the GA put the hands in the pockets and maybe set aside a few quid here for the, you know, some some lads like to... So they can get maybe a little few, you know, a couple of hundred quid here. Yeah, well, they're there, trying like. to like again. Like it's a long, long debate. You know, there's eighty two thousand in Crow Park a couple of three or four times a year, and it's like an old saying, like everyone in Crow Park is getting paid by the people who are putting on the performance. Like you know, the lad who's giving you the hot dog, the lad who's pouring your point. That's what's wrong. That's what I find baffling. Like yeah, but again, it just I don't know. It's 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 a massive debate when it comes back to pay for play. But I just feel that. My only worry is all these these young men who are giving so much to them. And listen, I I love to be in that position myself. Growing up, I loved playing play football and I wanted to play for Mead and I do want and I could to play for Mead. So I fully understand that commitment. But I just hope, as Joe Buddy says, when they're in their early 30s, and Jason Sherlock voice as well, that they don't look back and go, oh my God, I'm after giving all that to the cause. Um. And here I am stuck in my rut in my job where I, my promotion days are gone. I've, I've, you know, so yeah. it's just an interesting topic. And I love to hear people's opinion on it because um, everyone has their opinion on who's right and who's wrong. I don't think anyone is right and wrong. It's just their own opinion. But it's just a worrying time for the commitment towards the GEA from a county perspective, yeah. you know. You touched on the, the whole idea of a transfer market there. As a Mead man, if there was a transfer market, what if you could pick three signings for Mead, who would they be and why? Uh, good question. I know we haven't planned for this and you're completely stumb now, but sure, look, we'll see what you can come yeah, up Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of like players you love or what players you bring to the table. I think... Dermot Connolly has to be in there. Yeah. Like Dog. Dermot, yeah, like Dermot Connolly is, 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 is top class, obviously. Like, I'm just looking at the me team, who you would need. Like, I think Lee Keegan is, is straight away a lot to put down the paper. I just, I think Lee's just a warrior. He's, he's, he's always performs... You know, a wing back. You can't. You can't have enough wing backs who can attack and score points. Like so, he'd yeah. definitely be one. Um, given the age profile, and not that he has. Obviously, he hasn't proven himself. But I have to say, David Clifford, like because of the age he is. That's a gamble. It is a gamble. But listen, I was looking at him there the other day against Monaghan, and Monaghan were getting fucking in his face. They really oh, were. I see. I yeah, see, I see were, him one of the pictures. But you know what I love. <laughs> Clifford got a lovely ball and clipped it over the bar and it came out and he hit the, the man in cornerback and jostling in the back as much as say 
you're not going to bully me, boy. I might be a young lad, and I know your tactics were go out and hit Clifford. He's a young lad. I'm not a young man. He says, I'm a young man by age, but I'm able to take a hit. And I love that. And that to me was like, Clifford has announced himself. And I think that's why he is, he's one I definitely take. Um, And then I would probably, probably go with Conor Callahan. I'm just thinking for, for, for use out of him. Can we just take a minute to appreciate what he's done this year? What a year that man's had. He's, he's actually, won fuck, has he won, I think he's won everything. Like, yeah, and he's won the Sigerson Cup as well. Jesus. There with UCD at the weekend. And he's won everything. Like, and literally. he's a gent as well. It has to be yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, very. Gent like, he man. seems a very unassuming chap, which is always great to see. Like, you know, he he could retire now and head off in, into the sunset, and everyone be, he'd be a legend. Like, chaplains you know. forevermore, sort of like. Yeah, you know, he to. seems like a very likable fella. So I wish him. I just wish he was a mead man, obviously, like because he. You know, that goal he got against Tyrone last year and then not yeah, find again. You know, I just, yeah. He's a class act. Uh, they um, would probably be them three, I would imagine. They're solid choices. Another random one. Could a team of like the best players outside of Dublin, if they were the best 15, do you think they could beat them? So, oh, yeah. Do you reckon they would? Yeah. Convi- like, convince? Sure we, do you reckon? Like, Dublin aren't that unvincible. Like, Mayo were within a kick of ball beating them last year. That's just yeah. Mayo. Like, you, ah, yeah. Like, no, I think... So they hammer Dublin saying, though. Uh, so I'm saying the best, the best 15 outside of Dublin could could they beat Dublin? It's a, it's a game I'd love to see. Like that'd be <laughs> GA make that happen. You'd, you'd sell you have to though, that over. It's like you go back to that so-called star-studded English team. They're that generation of skulls and Beckham all and these Lampard, personalities. All together. these personalities. So if you're going to get the best 15 together, you know the Michael Murphys and the with and the, the best Lee manager Keynes, as well though, because the manager could. Oh, but it's very, it's like an all-star team, realistically, where Dublin know each other's play. Like when Brian Fenton gets the ball, he knows that a certain player's moving. When Philip McMahon is coming forward, people know to drop back. So it'd be a very interesting game, you know what I mean? No doubt. Like I definitely think on next week's podcast we need to choose that fifteen. That could be that could be a good debate. Yeah, get to get to get, get whoever any something. anyone who's listening. If you have your best fifteen, feel free to send it in on any of the social medias, Twitter, yeah, Instagram, or not. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, because it is. It's always and again, best fifteen. Like I had. I had a lot of trouble picking my best 15 in the book I wrote. Um, it was you, wrote, you, wrote you wrote a book, Rory. I've never heard of you plugging this book. You wrote yeah, a book, yeah, did you? Yeah, no, I did, yeah. <laughs> so, Rory, just going back there to the whole, you know, county player debate and stuff, it, it, would it be fair to say that, you know, the top county players, you know, get re- get good jobs ahead of, like, the, the lower grade players? Like, Yeah, well, that's, that's again, with the, like, the... Every county player is nearly putting in the same commitment at this stage. Like that's, I know what you're like. Really, like, I, I, honest to God, that's what I'm hearing is that every county player is putting in as much. So, it's Re- in, every single county. Believe it or not, the majority of them, yeah, Even they would be from, like, yeah, Leitrim. but but they yeah, won't be like, honestly, God, now fucking leads from what <laughs> to, to, to an extent, who knows? But it yeah. is fair to say, like, you know, they're the high profile players, like even at any of these opening days or anything like that or sponsorship deals it's always the big guns there because if you're a marketing manager no disrespect from anyone from the lower tier counties like they're, they're not known like like I suppose as much as they're a county player they're like they're a face and a personality a big personality as well like yeah well exactly that like it's it is fair to say that the the top guns the Galways the Dublins the Waterfords the Mayos do do get the, the sponsored cars and stuff like that I said you seen I seen on Twitter there Gary Walsh who's a leash footballer a gas man he put up a tweet of a burnt out banger of a car saying, oh, it's nice to get a sponsored car. And it's true, they don't get the same benefits. And it, it does come back to money at the end of the day and, and sponsorship and, and stuff like that. But it, it, there's not a fair playing field. There certainly isn't. Like, you know, there's no way that the lower teams, say the teams in Division 4, are getting the same um, 
quality I say of, of everything like when even down to food like and stuff like that after training you know what I mean but, like, uh, that's kind of reflective on how good they are though like the best players deserve the best because they're doing the best is that not or is that like a, this, another debate again are you are you weighing up like you know like I'm saying the like, premiership players are getting 100 grand a week and the Vox Conference are getting 5 grand a week yeah because yeah. they're generating that interest like for example I know there's a big debate but Dublin players get all this stuff because they're that feckin good like and they deserve this stuff it's not to say that the rest of them don't deserve it but they just aren't at the level unfortunately yeah, but it's, it's like that you, you look at like AOG sponsored the dubs like and like AOG are clever going in there because Dublin are, are always on the big screen they're always not on the final you're getting your value like if you're a marketing manager you're going to go to the big guns you know what I mean you're, you're, like you're not going to uh, you're not going to go yeah and sponsor fucking London yeah or, but, or, or yeah, but like, again or like or anyone from a, from a lower tier like you're not just not getting your, your, your money's worth and they're not like the success brings money like and you know, with the Dublins and and the Galway and all their sponsors like the Supermax and stuff like that, they're getting their value for money by sponsoring. Super, the big Supermax are definitely the best sponsor, I'd say, in the GA. Yeah, well, it doesn't it doesn't show in the Galway team that they're eating too much of their sponsored <laughs> food anyway. They're f- it's fiddles, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. It, again, it it is another it is another talking point that there isn't a level playing field. And will it be ever ironed out? I don't know. I I can't see what the hell the GA are going to do. To get the same, as I said, the Division Four teams getting the same amount of, of quantity. It as, will never. As, It'll never no, be like you that. never will. As you said, it's ever comes it's down f- to who's better. It's like. not exactly. It's not feasible either. Like no. Dublin generate their own stuff. Like you've like it's not. You know what I mean? So the, the big the big guns get this stuff because they are the big guns for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, again, it, it, it is an interesting debate. But like a hundred percent, the big guns will get a nice cussy job because of who they are. Because at the end of the day, they're beneficial. If you're a James McCarthy, you're an Isaac Gleeson, or you're a Paddy Andrews, you're not, you're no you're you're an All Ireland contender. Like I was going to say, winner, but Paul Rossi hasn't got over the line yet. But he's he's a he's not a top yet, he's a top class. You know, grade A inter-county player. So mm. obviously, brands want to be associated with him. Do you know what I mean? And that's Ozzy loves his brands the whore on Instagram. I always see his stories. <laughs> oh, but he's dead right at the You're end right. of the day. Like, any GA player who gets any kind of fucking free stuff needs to take, take it with open hands. And don't be ashamed <laughs> of going, oh, no, I don't want to be a sellout. Sell out me bollocks. Like, you're working your arse off. You deserve every... I love yeah. seeing... I love seeing counter players getting sponsored uh, cars. Now. I love it because they deserve every... Every bit of clothing you get yeah. off any of the brands, you know, the likes of XV Kings sell out, send out a lot of stuff, and you know, take county players, and and they deserve it. Um, yeah, that's and that's true. my opinion. So any county player that deserves any phone call, even if you know he's given a few bob to go and do some, do it, like because you yeah, have to I, get I, your I, few perks. I really out, you never know? understand the people who argue with that, like who say it's not fair on these lads getting this, but like they work for it, like they yeah, deserve it. Of course it. they do, they put on entertainment every summer, like we, people I, need to understand it's a numbers game as well. But that's it, we pay our 35, 40 euro to go to Crow Park during the summer to watch these lads who have burst their bollocks during the, the summer for their main reason, we're all there, for the pride of the GEA and that's yeah. what it is, at the end of the day, everybody does it for the pride of the GEA and I think every county player, whatever is coming towards them, you know, get it like and that's it, you know, so, um, I'm just moving on from that perspective, Paddy. Pe- people very passionate, always, uh, right? I love it. People, yeah, but I do get passionate with GA because I love it. Like, and as I said, I want the, the county players to get as much as they possibly can because I, to a very, very small, uh, 
you know, I, I understand the commitment they're given. I've never given that kind of commitment to Jay. I've given, like, you know, a good bit of commitment towards club and going off the beer and training hard and eating well and all that kind of jazz that goes with it. But these boys are a different level. And on a, on a lighter note, the fact that they have to go off the beer for so long, they deserve everything they fucking get. Ah, but there's, <laughs> no, yeah, but there's another <laughs> fucking debate. We could be here all go night. Go off the beer for six months or you'll never win a championship. Oh, Fuck off, will you? Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. You have yeah. professionals having a few bottles every drink weekend. Bands, drink bands, like, drink bands. I know bands. there's a huge drinking problem culture in the GA. That's, everyone knows that. But come on, like, just because you go off the beer for six months without even having a point doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Drinking moderation, as you say, don't go on the beer for four days and you'll be grand. You know you what I mean? You so, drink for six weeks. You're not going to win an All-Ireland. I'm off the beer for six weeks. You never know. Well, <laughs> Andy, Andy McInerney, I'm just waiting for a call of him to win full forward and get a few goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And pigs fly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were just saying, Paddy, about the videos we make. People obviously like to know the banter behind it, the, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. It's fair to say we have a lot of crack making the videos. Fair to say indeed, yeah. It's fucking mental. Like, it's, as you can know, like, people, are, one of the big questions always ask me, Rory, where do you get all your jerseys from? Every, during the summer, you have a bit different jersey on. I'd love to say and give them a plug that I get sponsored by one of the big outlets out there. I actually don't. I go <laughs> and I bang on every door. I think of people from my own town, Ashburn, where they're from. Oh, he's from Donegal, Kerry. And between myself and Paddy, we drive around Ashburn knocking on people's doors saying, can I have a loan of your jersey? Can I have a loan of this? Can I have a loan of that? That's literally what we do. We're like um, we're like um, loan sharks, but for jerseys. Like. Yeah, and melt people go, Brian Menton, for instance, is, is a, the mid senior captain at the minute, and I get a lot of my jerseys off him, and every now and again, Mento texts going, where's my Tyrone jersey? Where's my old jersey? Well, oh, yeah, sorry about that Mento, and I'd have them, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You have to get them done, and especially Paddy, like during the summer, um, we do a lot of them... Uh, Weighing up, I suppose, supporters' opinions. After. We should we should definitely set up some sort of like uh, Saint Vincent de Paul for jerseys, like because if any jersey donations there, we need it because it's it's a nightmare trying to get these. It things. is some of the jerseys are so hard to get, and the tie fit jerseys doesn't help either of us either putting them on so, in the heartbeat. Or normal fit it? jerseys doesn't help me. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sake! Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't squeeze too much sweat. Oh, I have to say, on to a fair play to O'Neill's, like they make decent gear, but will you make it a bit fucking bigger? Yeah, the, the triple XL or whatever, but it's like it's as mad as you can imagine, especially during the summer when we do the opinions uh, or supporters' opinions. Like, so we watch the games and we sit down and we go through a list of every county. And was it safe to say we just go around Ashburn on a mad one, like trying to fill them out, like like two blue arse flies going about the place? But like, I think to describe that the best one of the best stories that stands out for me. I was sitting on my mate's gaff one day, you know, having the crack, just you know, playing PlayStation, whatever. I get a phone call off you. He goes, Paddy. Did your mom have handbags? I was like, uh, well, I'd imagine so. Like, and you're like, Grant, get a few. I'll, I'll collect you in five minutes. I was like, okay. Next thing, you come down, collect me. In the, I get into the back of your dad's car. You give me these jerseys. I get changed, and then we get out of each, get out of the jeep and beat the shit out of each other with handbags for a temp, for a minute, like uh, in the pissing rain. May I add? And that was all for a video. It wasn't just some weird sort of extracurricular activity. Like it was for a video. But like that's the sort of shit that goes on. Then you put up that video, and then like a day later, I had a quarter of a million views. So yeah, it's it's there's it's the madness insane, encapsulated like, there. Like, but even another example, uh, not that I want to bring it up because it still annoys me. Is remember the video we made on Paddy McBrady? We made a sketch, basically highlighting Paddy McBrady kicking. I think he kicked a load of uh, savage points in Crow Park that day. So we wanted to make a sketch of Paddy McBrady can kick a point from anywhere. 
and two disasters. One was uh, I think just to give a bit of context, when we're making the video, Rory is a demented demon who is focused only on that video and just goes ninety for uh, the solid hour of the film. Yeah, fair to say. And and Paddy uh, is a bit of a klutz. I'll give you an example why. I had two lovely uh, footballs. I thought you forgot and about that. Paddy is like you know when you go uh, doing that, and he's a gossip. Like he he loves kicking the ball around. Like say we're in the middle of making a video, Paddy loves kicking the ball up and kicking it over the bar, and then he has to go and get it, and he just fucking pisses me off. Like but. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the chap in him like but remember that day we were messing I said Paddy please put the balls down Paddy goes to kick the ball up against the clubhouse wall misses the wall it bounces into the river bye bye football do you remember that yeah and I remember you were that tick over the other stuff that happened you're like just fucking leave it yeah because it went down the river I, was, I couldn't get it like, yeah and then I do apologize. as Paddy said I wasn't in good form because we were going up to the underground car park Anyone, anyone who knows these underground car parks, they are a torture. There's pillars everywhere. They're so hard to park in. The amount of people who have crashed into them pillars, I would say to say, is percentage is very high. They're, whoever designed them, you need to look at yourself. <laughs> They're horrific to drive around. But anyways, I wanted to make one in, a, in an underground car park of Paddy McBride, you kicking a point from an underground, underground car park and it goes over the bar. So we were going through, up one of the ramps, Paddy, it's fair to say. As mm-hmm. you know, the very tight, I drive a Toyota Vance. It was a big enough car. And as all I could hear was Paddy going, Rory, Rory, watch. <laughs> Paddy just started singing us. Oh, Paddy, don't tell me after hitting the fucking head. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started laughing because so I was So I get nervous. out of the car. And it's one of them. Anyone who's obviously crashed the car, I had to reverse my car back to, to, to get it out. And you know that horrible... Yeah. I, I, I can was, still oh, hear that. no. And I was you, right. you, you got me to look at it first. And you go, Paddy, is it bad? And I was like... It's pretty bad. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> so even though that Paddy McBrady video went down very well online, it cost me twelve hundred euro plus fat in my local garage. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was fucking, a bit. Uh, yeah. le- every time I'm in the car, every car I'm in since that moment, I'm always waiting for a crunch driver anywhere because I'll never forget the sound and the face you made. And I looked at you going because oh, oh, I when stuff. I get in these situations, I start laughing nervously, and you're like, Paddy, don't fucking laugh. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, because you know when you're you know when you're that thick and you're 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 like a kettle about to you know boil basically, and you see a lad sniggering at you. Paddy is the definition of that little little cheeky lad who, when you're in bad form, you catch him laughing at you, and you just want to split him in a box. Like <laughs> he has that you know that annoying head, like you know. But I don't know how I'm still alive. There's been many a time where you've booted a, a size five O'Neills in my head in in thickness. So yeah, but see, like it's kind of like not in an abusive way. It was just in videos, like like in fairness, like Paddy obviously into the GA, but he wouldn't have been as much into it. It's fair to say until the videos came along. So back to 2014, when I was trying to explain to him about a sneery out on the side on a dirty corner back and umpire Paddy didn't really know I was I was understand me basically and that's when the cheeky laughing came in like I'm Paddy please just listen to me and say these words and you're like oh, I don't know it does make sense no it does <laughs> and it's a fair to say Paddy you went to a club match was about two years ago and you, you text me after yeah it was, it was like yeah three or four three years ago or so and I texted you after the game I was like Jesus Christ those videos are genius all the characters were there like I was like what the so fuck so we were filming them Paddy had in the breeze what was going on because really, I suppose like, I, I didn't play into like for ages into into the club so I didn't know these characters so seeing them come to life after ma- after making videos of them I was like this is fucking mental but like, every, like, like every gig we go to every club and as everyone knows every, every club is the same you have them Oh, they're just so funny. Like I even love going to club matches now and just looking on the side and at these yeah. lunatics. Like they could have a baby in one arm, a, a three month old, and a fag in the other, and still spitting abuse at the referee. Like and the, and the wife trying to calm them down beside them. Like, but it's just I love it. Like I love it. It's just 
we are nuts. Like, you know, you looked at TG Carr there the weekend, the hurling, like, you just, if you, I love studying the crowd whenever it happens. The, the mad boys standing up and jostling the lab beside him or turning I've, the crowd I've, I've been in the stands in our local club where a, a brawl broke out wondering, is this, what the fuck is going on? A mass brawl broke out in the crowd. I was in the middle of it and there was, a, it was the maddest thing ever. Like, two sides just went into each other and started banging each other. I was like, what is going on? And it came from the field as well. It was the maddest moment of my life. I think I, you were playing in that game. Yeah, I yeah. was. I actually got a lovely kick in the head. But then Jesus. I think a young lad got a slap on the, during that row and then his owl had said something to stand and someone said something. Before you know it, there was slaps thrown. Oh, like, that's I, again the yeah. GA passion boiling over. Like, um, we, we threw out, Paddy, just to finish on a bit of a giggly note, We uh, question and answers we threw out there uh, earlier on the week. We did, yeah. We got a fair few responses, especially on Instagram. Yeah. So we picked, Paddy, how many did you pick? Well, uh, I, I I scrolled for hours choosing out of the millions of questions we had, but <laughs> yeah. I I, I, cho- I just chose the best, you know, you know, maybe seven or so. Uh, yeah, you want to hit us on you with them? We can finish off. I'd I'd, I'd I'd love to hit you with them, yeah, for sure. No, you would. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, we got our first question there now uh, from Instagram. It's from uh, James Hohey. Good man, James. Uh, he wants to know, Rory, who is your favorite goalkeeper in the GAA? Ah, you can't look past Cluxton in fairness to him. Like, I think but is he, or he's maybe the best, but is he the, your favourite? Uh, I think my my favourite goalkeeper from, uh, you know, GA ever was probably, um, you know, Paul Durkin of Donegal there from back in the day, you know, a couple of years ago. Oh, Papa Durkin. Yeah, cha- champion for the big boys. Like, yeah, I, I used was, to look at him going, look at him. He doesn't give a fuck. He's, he doesn't care. He has a, few, a bit of a belly on him. He just goes out there and <laughs> loving, loving life. You know what I mean? And he was actually so, actually delicate with his short kickouts, which was surprising. Big men. The, yeah. big, the big men are always nice and um, delicate. But no, I have to, like, Cluxton, listen, Cluxton's evolved the whole game. Like, he, he's, he's so solid. It's incredible. Like, um, so I'd have to say close to the match, yeah. Grand job. Well, next question, Instagram again, from Ushin Walsh, 67. Give a little shout out there, good man, Ushin. Uh He wants to know, do you think Mayo have a chance of winning uh, the Sam Maguire? Ah, of course they have a chance. Like, you know, they're not going More to... so do you think they will? Well, I, I hope. Like, I think everyone knows this stage, like, I have such a soft spot for Mayo. I suppose... You, for, just, you just love the video to get out of it. Yeah, well, more so. More <laughs> so. Well, like, it's, uh, as I said before, the last two All-Irelands in a row, we've made a, a class video. video yeah. Waiting for the moment the ref blows the whistle and we had a serious video ready to post on social media. And two years in a row, I had to delete the fucking thing. In hindsight, probably shouldn't have deleted them. <laughs> ah, but it was topical, though, yeah, it was. Yeah, we yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. went into, obviously, playing dumb that, but um, unfortunately, we'll have to go again but yeah I do believe I think Dublin are obviously a team to beat but I won't worry about Mayo in the league like like kind of they always they're like, yeah, they're they, all they'll come good when they get the key when it matters and the key Higgins back into the team they're going to be just as strong but do they, will they win it oh sure it's at the tip of the tongue every Mayo man I, 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 I don't know question mark so no <laughs> yeah. so uh, another question from Kieran C 99 from the old Instagram he wants to know Rory if you could have a point Slash chat with three GA legends, dead or alive, past or present. Who would they be and why? Great question. Um, That's a, I think I know. I know one you're definitely gonna say. Well, let me. I, Tommy Walsh from Kilkenny is definitely won the hurler. He's on air sport at the minute, and he is gas. He he's a man that I'm definitely gonna get in this podcast. He is. He's a type of fella that he will tell you the crack. You know what I mean? Most legendary which he is in the county players are very reserved and all where he he needs to write his own autobiography because I'd say it will be absolutely priceless Tommy Walsh would be one because he just looks like grey crack and 
So Tommy Wall should be one. Um, who are you thinking off the top of your head? I well, I'd one that you. I think I'd, they can be they can be passed away as well. So I was thinking one you definitely say would be Paddy O'Shea. Paddy O'Shea, yeah, great crack. Um, a lot of the Kerry, a lot of that Kerry team, like. Like, like yeah, I, any they, of those Shays or, or, or Kieran Donahue or any of them, they all seem like to like to enjoy the crack. But like. you could only have two of them because the third person would have to be a translator so you could understand what they were saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Kerry accent isn't him, <laughs> uh, boy. From a madness point of view, I think John Milan sticks out in my head. Uh, there's a great story uh, of, of John Milan. He... Uh, Tipperary under Justin McCarthy come up to, or sorry, Waterford come up to my own club, Dunhamore, there a, f- a few years ago in a training camp before, I think it was before the All-Ireland final, maybe 08. Uh, I think, well, they got hammered by Kilkenny in the final, I can't remember what year it was, but they come up with training camp, but they're allowed to let loose, but they're said to have a few points. You know the usual, lads, have a few points, but don't go fucking mad. But my mate was a barman at the time, and the way the club is, you know yourself, how do you split, you can kind of go around the back. So anyways, they were drinking points anyway, and it's all I could hear was, Bourbon! Bourbon! I was like, who the fuck is that? Bourbon! Turns around, there's John Milan running in the back. Tuvaga Rabul! Tuvaga Rabul! He was like, what? Tuvaga Rabul! Jen, no bother. It was good to meet you, John. No bother, boy. Hans puts Tuvaga Rabul down from the Milan. Milan skulls when he comes back in and takes his point again. And fast forward to three or four hours, he was down in the, in the local nightclub hanging out of ah. anyone that moved. Like, it's just <laughs> savage crack, like, you know. And I believe he is a good man for a bit of banter. So John Milan would probably be number my third one choice, yeah. Yeah, they're solid choices now. I can't really argue with them. Um, Moving on, we got this question a lot, so we won't give a name. Uh, the people want to know, Rory, what uh, age are you? I know you're not meant to ask a, a lady their age, even though you're I not know, a lady, so I, that's irrelevant. But <laughs> I know I probably look older, but I'm only 30, believe it or not. Uh, I went bald around 21, 22, so that kind of gave it away. But 30, uh, turning 31 there on St. Patrick's Day, great day to be born. That's and my birthday, yeah, so. we're I'm turning 21, 10 years in the difference. Yeah, so. 10 years, yeah. Uh, right, moving on to questions from Twitter. Liam Mernach, I think that's how you pronounce it, wants to know, Rory, what is your football highlight or GA highlight in general? My GA highlight? Yeah, or no, as in your own career highlight. Like. Uh, I won an intermediate championship with my club back in 2007. Uh, I was only 20 years of age at the time, uh, so I was in my prime of having the crack as well. So that sticks out to me, like the club... Uh, we, we, we hadn't won in about 50 years and they set up a big marquee outside the local pub or at the back of the local pub, Kelly's, and we went in the beer for three or four days. And it just, like, I think if we won something now, it mightn't be as good because I've, I've, I'm obviously married and, and I have a child, so you can't be you're as in, wild. You're in, you're in the toilet now. Yeah, toilet. But back then <laughs> I was only 20, so I was coppers three or four nights in a row wearing a tracksuit to the pub with, with my own sick all over the tracksuit, but uh, no Jesus shame. Christ, just threw a, a bit of deodorant on myself and stumbled down to the pub and uh, nursed the first pint for three hours and then went my way again. But it was just best crack ever, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, another question from Twitter. Mark Dowling wants to know, um, should there be a ban on uh, underage players with doing strength and conditioning? I wouldn't say a ban, but it is getting very, uh, it is getting very out of hand as well. Like people, like I, I've said it before, people have to remember that football and hurling is about football and hurling, about kicking the ball, about striking the slitter. Like people are so obsessed now with, uh, you know, strength and conditioning, you know, having a six pack, uh, you know, being toned, having a good torso, all that kind of crack. But young lads, I my own opinion is. Worry about your skills first, and yeah. you'll be all right. Like I go back to the Gooch back when he came on the scene. Like the, the the jersey was was swimming on him, was hanging off him. But 
it was his wizardry on the ball that that made him who he is. So I think I think push ups and sit ups up until and squats up until sixteen years of age is absolutely loads. Anyone under that yeah. should not be lifting weights. I think push ups, push your own weight, do your sit ups, do a plank. All, all body weight. Um, now I'm not a strength and conditioning coach, but just from my own experience, I think that's enough. And get out into the pitch, practice kick and practice with your both feet, handling with your both feet, and and obviously same with hurling. So that's me, my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, that's the 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 best questions we have so far. Um, don't know if there's anything else you want to add in. There, or? there was a question about the highlight of 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 your career, Paddy. I seen on Twitter. What would that be of your footballing career? <sighs> to be honest with you, um, it would probably be winning. The league and cup double in sixth class with my school, and also scoring now on my school. Are we school, like secondary primary? Uh, sixth class, so primary. Primary. So your your yeah. twilight, your career, your 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 uh, highlight. I, I was, peaked. I peaked very young. You peaked. I bet you were a bear of a football. I actually, away. I did. I scored, and also I scored on my debut. <laughs> Very soccer esque term. My debut. Who the fuck makes a debut in GA? I, I fucking do. I came on there in the debut, started the first game, and fucking buried in the back of the net. I scored on that my school debut and my club debut. So there you go. Well, the fact you said debut, I was just going to box you in the head. I could have. I, 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 I'm telling you, Rory, I could have been one of the greats of the GA if I didn't love take away so much. Okay, yeah, we'll leave it on that. Well, that's episode three of the Rory Stories podcast. Hope you enjoyed. You can find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Talk to you next week. Good luck.